Yeah. What's up, y'all? How y'all doing? What's going on, man? You know what time it is. Six o'clock. It's on Wednesday. It's time for Out of Bounds. Look, man. That's my man, Jimmy Cliff. The harder they come. I mean, you know, it doesn't get any harder than that. No question about it. But look, man, his, 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 speaking of hard, <laughs> it was a hard one to swallow last night for the L.A. Clippers, man. I mean, it was, wow. I mean, I'm going to tell you, I didn't see the end of the game. I left, I was leaving, oh, yeah, I was over at uh, Champions on uh, 3rd and Jefferson or whatever. I was hanging out with uh, my man. Friend of mine, Steve Yancey, we were hanging out with the Iceman, uh, Milt Wagner, last night. He was cool, man. But I mean, look, what we did, right? We left the game. We left champions. I went home. Fifty seconds left. Uh, what was it? Like, I think the Clippers were up. Well, no, okay, no, hold up. The Clippers were up by seven, like forty One, seconds. One hundred four ninety-seven. Yeah. One hundred four ninety-seven, and um. I don't know what happened, man. The next thing I know, I see Doc Rivers going off at the press conference. You know, saying they got robbed. Um, he was yelling at the he was yelling at the OKC owner, man. Um, I don't know what happened, but you know, it looks like uh, OKC got one. People say the refs gave it to him; they stole one. Da, 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 da. But I saw the replays. I mean, you know. What's his name? CP3, man. He, he fouled. He fouled Westbrook on the three. Oh, well, yeah. He the ball Barnes fouled him on the, the questionable call play. Well, yeah. That's, I mean, but, you know, if, if it's one of those things, like, I think they missed a call before or something like that. So, like, he fouled. So, Barnes fouled Jackson. The ball went out of bounds off of Jackson. Um, but usually, that's usually what happens. If you get a foul, rather than call it a foul call, they just go ahead and give you the ball. Um, I guess they came out and explained it. The refs came out and explained it and said that uh, they looked at the replay and over top from the from the vision the uh, the 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 point of view that they had, which was over top. They really it was inconclusive, so they had to go with the original call that was on the floor, which said it was OKC's ball. Which so. is an ethical, which brings up the ethical question. I mean, you're a lawyer, right? I mean, I've been told. <laughs> yes, yeah, I, I luckily haven't had your services any time. Knock on wood. <laughs> but I mean, so you know a thing too about ethics when it comes to, to your profession. Yeah. I mean, you're the referee. I mean, ethically, you think you would give the ball back to Oklahoma City, which they did because they missed right. the foul originally. But whether it's inconclusive or not. Do you still, even though it's maybe not the right thing, maybe they're not the most deserving, but by the law, the letter of the law, by the rule, I mean, you, right. I'm sure you've had times in court where you've been like, listen, I'm defending a guy or, you know, going after someone who's either innocent or guilty and they got screwed because the, the other person, you know, used the law properly. Right. By the law, that ball should have been the Clippers' ball. It should I mean, have been. If you're the ref, though, ball. which way do you go? I mean, do you go with ethics in terms of the letter of the law or do you do with what maybe you feel – is right whether it's the actual rule or not, and you give the ball back to the Thunder. Well, I mean, you know, we see it all the time, man. I mean, every time in basketball, when you got a foul and they don't call the foul and the ball goes out of bounds, they usually give it to the team that got fouled and they didn't call the foul call. So yeah. that's like a that's like an automatic type of thing. Yeah, you know you, what I mean? That's like a no that's, – that's what they do. Non-written rule. Yeah, it's an unwritten rule. I mean, that's what they do. You know, now, now when you have – when you need an explanation, I think what the Clippers thing was, they had a meltdown, man. Yeah. It was 50 seconds left, 40 seconds left, up seven. Game over, 
right? So they Supposedly. had a they had an epic meltdown. CP3 fouled uh, uh, Westbrook, and he still had to hit the free throws. Now it wasn't like you know, it wasn't like OKC was up. They were down. They were still down. They were down two. And that's with six seconds left, and and Clippers with two timeouts, so they still had the ball. So you can advance to the other, to half court with a time, any timeout, whether it be a four or twenty. They had two of them under their belt. They, so six yeah. seconds. It's not like they didn't have opportunities. And CP three threw the ball away. Yeah, just dropped. He it. lost. He lost the ball. He, I guess, he was looking for a foul call, didn't get it. I mean, but they're not going to call one. With he six didn't get touched. Left. He didn't get. To, he just dropped. The, well, if it I, was looking like he was looking for something. If, somebody if, to bail him out. If you were an opposing. Uh, Company of insurance company like uh, the non not named State Farm. Would you show that clip on like your commercial? Like, <laughs> yeah, if I was like uh, all state, all state the hands Allstate, commercial, that, that would be perfect yeah. for them. Yeah, well, are you really in good hands? Be in good hands exactly. with us, not with this guy at State Farm. He's, He's not assisting anybody Cliff except Paul. the opponent. Cliff <laughs> Paul, man, he messes. Cliff Paul would uh, nah, that's not that's I wouldn't want to go with Cliff Paul on that one. He didn't give the assist. No, <clears throat> but you know, hey, that's. That's how the ball bounces, man. That's just how it is. I mean, they lost. I mean, but his, you know, Doc went off, man. Doc Rivers went off, and it's like, to be honest, you can't. He usually holds his composure pretty, pretty well. He's a, he's a cool, he's a pretty cool customer. And I'm, you gotta think that this Sterling thing is getting to him. You gotta think that the, that the whole, you know, Sterling was on TV Monday with Anderson Cooper. Talking about mad like dog and Magic Johnson. I'm like, how are you going to dog Magic Johnson, man? Oh, don't 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 get me into this. How are you going to dog not listen, Magic Johnson? Did you hear me on my show the last couple of days? I, didn't, not, I did not hear you. I on am your show last I am solidifiedly days. sure that the Magic Johnson has. Put, this is a conspiracy theory. No, don't get me wrong. <laughs> listen, before anybody, so that means anybody else has said anything to me before that has brought it up. I'm not defending Donald Sterling. The dude is an other d bag. I mean, there's no doubt any way around it. If anything, this may be karma. The, by the conspiracy theory coming back at him because he deserves probably what he gets because clearly the guy is ass backwards when it comes to his way of thinking. But I'm almost certain that this entire thing was started by Magic Johnson because he wants that Clipper team. And this is a conspiracy theory. My conspiracy theory is he be, he led to the girl putting out the tape. She's obviously willing to do anything for money. So he, he leads her to put the tape out because remember, it started the tape with him taking a picture with her. Was what started the entire thing. Wait, they took a picture of Staples. And who is who? Who of anybody? Who is who? Who has led the charge of boycotting and getting Sterling out more than anybody than Magic Johnson? No. Oh no, yes. No. No. Yeah. Listen, he might have no, you, yeah. you and everybody else full with that beautiful smile no, and yeah. that great charisma. But so, I remember the guy that had Sheila Ela in doing that horrible talk show back in the early nineties. I remember that guy. And this guy, I don't, I, I don't trust him. He ain't got me fooled. And I used to love yeah. Magic Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, hey man, but uh, but that's a, that's a theory. That's a theory. <laughs> it's a conspiracy a theory. theory, nonetheless. Yeah, that's that's, a, that's yeah. It's like <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's way out there. I might need you if they try to sue me. I might need your legal. <laughs> no, nah, you know, I, I think it's slander. Just so, that's so far fetched that they won't. No, nah, they like it, they uh, they definitely would not. You sue took me. a trip in my mind, man. You might never make it out safe. You have no idea what goes on in my head when it comes hey, to theories. I believe you, brother. <laughs> I don't trust anybody, anything when it comes to when it comes to money. I believe. The, Man, I've always said it. Black, white, it don't matter. The only color that matters is green, Brandon. Yeah, and, that's, and that's what it's all about when it comes that, to this. That's what Ric Flair says, man. That's right. <laughs> if you can quote anybody, quotes Ric Flair daily should be just. It's like eating an apple a day. Just it should make you feel better. You just quote yeah. Ric Flair daily. You got to quote him. Exactly. You got to quote him. No question about it, man. Uh, but, but yeah, man. I mean, you know the thing. You gotta. You gotta. Um. 
the Sterling thing, you got you have to uh you gotta think that it's on it's it's on everybody's mind. It's gotta be on Doc Rivers' mind, it's gotta be on the players' minds. To a degree. And uh well, I mean, how would it not be? Because I mean, you gotta here's the thing. The the person I mean, that's like your boss. The boss your boss, you're working for a guy that doesn't that obviously doesn't like you, doesn't respect you, and is paying paying you money, but is making an exorbitant amount of money off of you. So and then you're probably getting pressure from your family, fans saying like, "Look, man, what do you you know what, what are you guys gonna do? How you feeling?" The, the the media's constantly talking to you about it. I mean, it's got to be that's that's an enormous amount of pressure, and you gotta and you want to win. So you know, it's like and then it's like, who are you winning for? You winning for the owner? You winning for the city? You winning for yourself? Your family? You know? So it's like I mean, I think that it's a lot more pressure. Then uh, I mean, because these guys are human, man. You know, so I mean, it's not like they're not robots just playing a game, and they they play a game that they love and they've got a passion. So obviously, they feel deeply. So I mean, and even doc, they, and you can't talk about it. That's the thing about it. You can't talk about it. The only thing you can do is play. You can't say anything because you don't. Number one, you want. I guess you want everything to play out and see what happens. Number two, you don't want you don't want to say the wrong thing and. You know, it's got to be a lot of pressure on those guys. I mean, and I think that you know, Doc. I mean, it, and it comes out some kind of way. Man, who knows? Was Chris under normal circumstances? Would Chris Paul make that mistake? I don't know. But that was like a huge swing on a a big comedy of errors, which is what they what they called it. To go with fifty seconds left in this in seven seconds up. I mean, I'm sorry, seven points up. That's just crazy. Man. I mean, it's crazy. if you look back, I mean, it's three minutes left, they were thirteen <laughs> points up. I mean, so it's it wasn't as if they they just you know they, they yeah. had the lead the whole fourth quarter. They went into coast mode, and they really I mean, you can point at that one play and blame it if you want to be Doc Rivers, and you can get fined, which he hasn't been fined yet, but I can't imagine he won't get fined yeah, for his fine. for his rant that he went on in the post game. Despite the pressure on him from everything else, should be relevant. He's gonna he should be and will probably get fined for that rant. Because you just can't let him just go off just because he's under pressure. Everybody's under pressure in some way. You can't you can't bash the refs like that, even if they did make the bad call. But you can't also just blame. And he and listen. And if you watch the press conference, I give him credit. He did blame the refs, but he also took a lot of the blame himself. He said, you know, listen, we we shouldn't have lost this game. It that was that a bad call? Yes. What is it? Maybe a deciding call that that that, that turned the tide that way it shouldn't have been turned. Yes. But we lost the game. Well, yeah, he can point out we was, had opportunities. He yes. was the one that said it was a comedy of errors. So yeah, yeah. and it he was. Took, he took the uh, he took full. You know, I mean, but opposed to the Pacer game, which is full of errors. Huh? There was no nothing funny about the Pacer game. It was just total errors. Well, yeah, I mean, the Wizards. <laughs> you know, the Wizards are good, man. The Wizards are good. So you know, you gotta uh, you gotta give. It seems like no, the home team doesn't want to win this series. So probably, I guess the Pacers will if if if. Uh, uh, if it holds the form, then uh, Indiana will win in D.C. They'll win in six six games. I'll take that. Well, who knows, man? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Being a Pacer uh, fan, I'll take. I'll sure. take. I'll take winning in any any I'm number sure. of games as long as it's a well, win. Let's, let's let's get this. Uh, let's get it to seven games, man. Some dramatic, some dramatics in Indianapolis. You an NBA? You have an NBA team right now? Like the Wizards, of? man. Like are, you, are, you, are you just now just jumping on the bandwagon now, or come on? Well, I mean, yeah, I liked them when they were the Bullets. I was gonna say, if you're gonna say you're a Wizards fan, you have to at least tell me you were probably a Bullets fan. 
Yeah, yeah. Because because then then that makes you a bandwagon. I you, I like you too much to be a bandwagon guy. You seem too cool, cool to be. Well, a I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, you know, it's like that's what I guess that's the bandwagon is probably reserved for like Heat fans and uh, well, yeah, Toronto fans and. Uh, Toronto fans. Who the hell Toronto fans? Vancouver. Oh, they moved to Memphis <laughs> yes. fans. OKC I, fans. OKC fans, yeah. yeah. I'm trying to Any figure out. Any team that wasn't like back in, you know, the 70s or 80s, you know, you kind of like, you kind of got to at least make make fun of them. And say I don't think the Raptors have picked, picked up a bandwagon fan since Vince Carter was there. But I don't know. They're good, man. They're good. They've I mean, come back. It's a solid you know. season, yeah. But the I, boy, Drake, Drake has made uh, a lot of uh, fans Toronto Raptors fans. Well, it's because Drake's the biggest bandwagon fan of them all. Well... Is he a bandwagon or is he like winners? I mean, he likes UK, so he likes winners, man. We'll but, take, then he, but then he's we'll rooting for UConn. Listen, no, I don't... You, hey, you, you, you will find out in three seconds that I, I, I despise Drake. He is the. Oh, wow. oh, I cannot handle Drake, man. I will take any request you offer me for music except for Drake. Like that's like the one boycott I'll have when it comes oh, to Drake. It's tough, man. Well, you don't like the. I guess you don't listen to the radio because he's no. all over. No, the radio. I know he is. Yeah, I he's, know he he's is everywhere. Drake Never is been everywhere. a Drake fan. I, I'm not just the uh, the usual. Trendy, hate on all hip hop, current hip hop type guy. But even well, though I do dislike a lot of current hip hop, Jake's not really hip hop though. He's like yeah, he's I wouldn't like, consider music he's either. More but love ballads, love ballads. He's wheelchair Jimmy, man. He's who? Wheelchair Jimmy. Who's? Oh yeah, you're talking about Degrassi. Yeah, yeah. He's wheelchair I was Jimmy. Say. I was gonna. I was like, who's? I thought you were comparing him to a different artist for a second. Speaking of wheelchairs, uh, <laughs> it's not funny. But this did, kid, did you watch Degrassi by the way? Yeah, yeah. You just don't look like a drug guy to me. Back in, <laughs> back in the day, man. I mean, you know. <laughs> you Brandon, Brandon's giving the stereotype the big middle finger on this one. If you ever met Brandon and you told me he was a Degrassi fan, you'd look at me like I was high as a guy. <laughs> You're like, really? Everybody, everybody watched Degrassi high, man. I didn't watch Degrassi. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> no, how old are you? How old are yeah, I'm 40. So you're older than me. Yeah, and, I mean, the grass is still going on. It's been it's the most well, popular know, I mean, thing I, in Canada. Of course, not now. Yeah. I don't watch it now, but well, that's it was good. Like, that's probably was, a good thing. Nah, but it was it was a decent show. It was a good show to show like values and stuff like that. It was good. I was more of a Saved by the Bell guy myself. Saved by the Bell. Yeah, I was. Well, more that was a good one too. That just because yeah. I had the crush on Kelly and every and Lisa Turtle and every other woman on the show. Lisa Kelly. Who's the other one? Who's the one that was in the dance? Elizabeth Berkeley. Yeah. Jesse yeah. Spano. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the names I don't know. <laughs> I know my face. I know, I know the face, man. I know faces real well. Names are irrelevant. Faces and bodies, but <laughs> names I don't know. <laughs> nah, man. But speaking of wheelchairs, man, this kid, yo, this kid, uh, this kid, uh, Nelson. What's this? Philip Nelson, man. He's uh, apparently he's a Michigan, a Minnesota native. Okay. He's an ex Rutgers quarterback. Um, he transferred. Oh, I'm sorry. He's he. Ex Minnesota Gopher quarterback who transferred to Rutgers, and he's not playing anywhere now. After an episode at a bar, a uh, kid from Minnesota State, an ex Minnesota State player, Isaac Colstad, uh punched this kid Philip Nelson in the back of the head or something. And uh, some other guy who was you know at the bar or outside after the bars were letting out knocked this guy Isaac Colstad cold right, knocked him on the ground, hit him. One hit a quitter, knocked him out, and then Philip Nelson comes over and kicks the kid in the head two times. So this kid, 
I mean, he's, he's unconscious, bleeding from his head. And uh, he's apparently been in a coma for uh, the last couple of days. And he doesn't, you know, it doesn't look really good. And uh, Nelson. Doesn't look good for Philip Nelson. Well, you know, it's the and that's the thing. Philip Nelson, yes, he's getting charged. I don't know what he's, he's charged with, uh, first and third degree assault. But uh, Nelson, the question is going to be, you know, who put, who? What was the the worst blow? Was it the unidentified guy who knocked him out, and his head hit the ground, or was it or, did, or was it Nelson putting the finishing touches on him? So that's going to be that's going to be a key issue uh, of who you know if 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 he was already out of there before Nelson kicked him. So I, don't, I would you know, think that if you don't know me. the name of the other assailant, you're if, if I've watched enough probably SBU episodes in Law and Order to think uh-huh. maybe that they would. Go after fully after Philip Nelson. With well, everything. they got a tape. They've got a tape. It's uh, some you know surveillance tape, like I guess from the street. It's got this identified this guy, this unidentified guy in a red shirt. So somebody's probably going to come out and, 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 and turn him in, or he'll turn himself in after the pressure or whatever. But uh, it's, it's 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 bad. It's bad all the way around, man. You know, drinking. I mean, nothing wrong with drinking, but. You know, so you always get these situations at the at the closing time, man. You know, and, and of course, it's always over a girl. Always, um, of course. So, you know, but the girl always walks away. So, the, you know, point being, man, just let that stuff go, man. Let it go. But hopefully this kid, Colstad, will pull through. Um, you know, hopefully he'll pull through. And, and, and Nelson will get to play again, you know. But – you know, you know, you know, Nelson. If anybody's praying for this guy to pull through, it's Philip Nelson. Because you, well, yeah. you go from a first and third degree assault charge to a, to a, to a manslaughter charge if he passes away. If you're Philip Nelson, there's a big difference. I don't think Minnesota. <laughs> man, yeah. hey, you know, a big difference yeah. from going one yeah. to third degree man to second degree manslaughter. That's you're right. talking probation to life in prison. One hundred percent. Yeah, it's a little no bit difference. <laughs> it's a big difference, man. You know. But of course, you know. Look, let's uh, we'll talk. Let's talk about this draft a little bit. Uh, NFL, yeah. Everybody's doing a draft recap, NFL draft recap. Um, you know, he, of course, you got the Mister Irrelevant type of deal. But the big, the biggest deal, other than, and I think this overtook Johnny Manziel, is this Michael Sam pick, the St. Louis Michael Sam pick, which is you know Jeff Fisher got on there and uh, said. Said all the right things, you know. Um, just giving the kid a chance, um, and of course, it's a huge situation where huge uh, story with uh, Sam kissing his boyfriend. Um, he kissed him, and then he, you know, ate some cake and put some cake in his mouth, and they kissed each other. I didn't see the wedding a sweeter, atmosphere afterwards. Kiss. Oh, you didn't see that? I didn't see the wedding. I saw the kiss, and the kiss didn't. I mean, listen, it doesn't bother me. The only thing that bothered me about the whole situation was the fact that ESPN was putting that much coverage into a seventh round pick. I mean that that was the that was the one issue I did have was just the, the fact that they were showing so much spotlight and love to a guy who's just listen, I mean, I understand he's gonna he's going through some obviously some issues and I, well, not issues that personal issues, but issues he's going he's gonna overcome because of his personal personal choices or who he is. But that doesn't mean you still need to show much spot the spotlight. And I'm like I watch NFL dot com today and it's all they're showing his news conference. 
Well, you got. I've never seen it. a seventh round draft pick have his rookie news conference before. You to sign a contract. It. You got to show it because it's a whole new audience that the NFL is opening up to. You, so you, I mean, and it's you got to show it, man. You're, it's you're, a you're telling thing. me homosexuals didn't watch the NFL before Michael Sam? I find that hard to believe. Well, I don't know. <laughs> they may not have watched it for the same reason you and me watch it, but I'm well, no. I find it hard to believe the end, that they you didn't are, want to watch the NFL. The point is, you you don't you don't have um, you don't have a whole lot of guys or females that are going out there and kind of like you know in their element or doing their own thing. You know, everybody's got the jersey on, you know, cheering for the fans. But now I think that the whole Sam represents the situ- the represents the the fact that you can come out and be who you want to be and be who you are because you know up until then I'd never seen anybody another man kiss another man after getting drafted I never saw that happen well not after getting drafted I yeah. I watched enough HBO and Showtime documentaries that I mean that's the first time I've seen a two males kiss I mean you yeah. can't watch an episode of Shameless and not see that nah, or even the or we talked about before the show, The Wire. I mean, Omar is one of the baddest, you know, MFers out there when it comes to the show characters, and he was homosexual. You remember, you remember uh, Omar from The Wire was as well. He was as bad as they come. Nobody messed with Omar. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's not like it, it's not like it's not been seen before on television, but it's a whole well, new, obviously new nah, ground for NFL. Not Look, not real life, man. I'm talking about this wasn't like a um. This was, I mean, Omar's an actor. Well, so, I mean, I mean, he represents, you know, you rep, you represent something. And HBO is cable and is 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 risque, so it's nothing, you know, it's nothing unusual about that. But I'm talking about real life in the moment, um, un un uh, unprepared, off the cuff. Um, this guy just kissed this guy and then put some cake in his mouth. It's like, I didn't see the cake. You gotta, it's, you, it's, it's gotta be on YouTube. I guess it's like they were getting married. It's a, you're well, like, like a marriage type thing where you put the cake in the... the Can you the, do that in Missouri? I don't, I'm not legal? sure. Is it legal? I, I don't know if it is or not, yeah. to be honest with you. I don't know either. I have what no problem. I, Listen, if, you, if anybody wants to get married, I have no problem with gay marriage. If you want to get married, be oh, yeah. my guest. I, yeah. Like I always, the, the the joke is, you want to be as unhappy as straight people. That's fine. Going to get married too yeah. it doesn't bother me whatsoever. And, and yeah. here's the question I have for you, and I ask this question on my own little conspiracy thing, and I've been dismissed by it, but it's still I'll still throw it out there. Do you think Roger Goodell at some point with him going seven picks before the draft ends, kind of pulled the string on Jeff Fisher saying, "Listen, I, we do not want this to, this guy to go undrafted." Now, whether he deserves to be drafted Somebody, or not, it's a question mark. People were saying that. But do people you? People were saying that. I mean, um, would would you think that this was a move? Maybe maybe Goodell had nothing to do with it. Maybe I, I'm being stretching on it. But the, the, <laughs> the Rams itself took him to avoid the NFL getting maybe a black eye in the PR department if he goes undrafted. Now, if he went undrafted, I, I don't think he was looked at as even before him coming out of the closet being a sixth or seventh round pick anyway. Maybe fifth at best. So to him going drafted. I don't think would have been a, a far stretch, but I could see where certain you know media outlets and maybe groups would would blame his undrafted you know condition because of who he became coming out and announcing that he was gay. And I don't know I don't know if that's true. I don't think that there's any conspiracy that the NBA would or the NFL would not draft him because of that. I would not be shocked if a team or two passed on him because of it. But. Do you think the Rams maybe did it as to avoid a PR hit by the NFL? I don't think the Rams, especially. I think that I've got I've got a friend. He said that uh, 
he t- <laughs> he called up you know last four or five teams and was like, hey man, you guys need to draft this guy. And he better not be last. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah Mr. Irrelevant yeah. would be why are you even so, you know, want to put that on right, L. Right. Yeah, <laughs> you know, put the judge. Oh wow. If he would have been drafted as as Mr. Relevant, I mean, would he have kissed Roger Goodell? No, he, <laughs> no, he wasn't there. He wasn't there. So I guess he would have kissed his boyfriend. No, he was in his home. He was still, him. yeah. But I mean I mean it's a picture it's a perfect marriage. Um He's with right, yeah. I mean, this is a good point, right? He's in. He's he's from, or I don't know if he's from Missouri, but he played in Missouri. Yeah. Uh, he's playing for the hometown team, the Rams. Well, they draft. They drafted him. And I mean, his. You know, how much of a chance does a guy have to make the team, other than like a special teams type of, special teams type of player? I don't know, man. Who 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 knows? I don't know. It's it's uh I mean it's, is it a conspiracy is that far fetched to say it's a conspiracy theory? No, I don't think it's I don't think it's too far fetched to say that man. Uh, I, I don't I don't know. Does it does the NFL be. take a black eye if he gets released? I mean it's not another question for a seventh rounder to get released. Well, You're on a team that really the Rams as many holes as they have. The one position they do actually have some depth in is defensive end. They led the league in sacks the last three years. I don't see the guy playing defensive end, man. He's small. Or even outside linebacker. For you know, If he gets released, does that get backlash to the NFL from, you know, obviously, you know. It depends how good he is. It depends on his performance. I mean, if if he if it if it, it's it's pretty sad that you get you got to even have this debate. I agree. If if, uh, if 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 it comes down like between him and I feel bad for, like say for instance, if it comes down between like the last cut, and it's him and another guy. Okay, it's him and another guy. Uh, and, and say the other, say they keep Sam. And let the other guy go. People say, "Oh, he's better." Why well, they just kept him because he was gay? Or if they let Sam go and keep the other guy, oh, they didn't. They, they released him because yeah. he was gay. It's so a it's no like, win, that's you know, a no-win situation. It's a yeah. no-win situation, man. Yeah. It's a no. But I mean, it's good to be. They'll it, trade him. <laughs> it's in St. Louis. It's not New York. It's not L.A. It's not a huge media market. It's yeah. big. It's big enough, so we can kind of keep it on the wraps. But uh, yeah, I mean, Ram, Rams training camp is going to be crazy. Yeah, I can imagine. I, and sadly, is it, people might say, "Well, team passed on him because he's gay." Team passed on him because he's gay. I don't think any team passed on him because of his sexual preference. They, if any team did pass on him at any point in the draft, and I guarantee there was at least a couple teams that said, "Okay, we like him here, but we're not going to take him here." It wasn't because of who he was off the field. It was, I think, more of the fact that he was going to bring a circus with him, regardless. Yeah. And I think that, yeah. and you can say, "Oh, well, you passed on him." You know, the Eagles or whoever passed on him in round six because they don't want yeah. they don't want a gay guy in the locker room. I, maybe that is true. I can't speak for anybody organization, yeah. but I'm willing to bet. They didn't pass on him because of his sexual preferences, but because he does bring that that cameras with him, and that's something you don't really want. A lot of teams don't want that extra tension. Why else do you think they're forcing someone to do hard knocks? Right. <laughs> if they right. didn't have to force somebody, they wouldn't. They don't want that kind of attention, especially in training camps. Well, yeah. Who's 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 the hard knock team? They've announced yet. Yeah, but but well, they, have, they have that new rule where if they don't have a volunteer, right? You have they will force somebody. Now they have stipulations. It can't be a first year coach. You have to have missed the playoffs last year, okay. and I can't remember. There's a third stipulation. It was down to like four teams they were talking about. Well, the Rams qualify, right? 
Uh, they don't have yeah. a first year coach. They didn't make the playoffs. Under those two rules, I said, yeah, they do. So I wouldn't be surprised. No, oh, Lord. If the, well, I mean, you know, HBO uh, is licking their chops at that. Well, you know, you, you just said you said Omar kissed the guy, so it's well, HBO. I mean, yeah, and Showtime, you, <laughs> you can't watch an episode of Shameless on Showtime. I mean, but. Omar's coming. <laughs> Sam's is coming. <laughs> Michael Sam coming. You never know, man. That's right. <laughs> like I should do the little whistle for Omar's coming. The exactly. Farmer in the Dell. Oh the farmer God. in the Dell. And that would be hilarious. You see Sam with a trench coat and a, a sawed-off <laughs> shotgun. Walking against the honeycombs. <laughs> All right, man. We're, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back with more Out of Bounds and Michael Sam uh, right after these messages. And we're back, y'all, out of bounds, baby. Look, man, as you can probably tell, we got a reggae theme going. But I mean, look, we got the, we hit you with the Jimmy Cliff. Coming back with the Peter Tosh. We're not going to play any Bob Marley, man, because that's like, you know, it's it's commercialized. I mean, but I mean, you know. Too trendy? He's the man. He's the man. He's got a bunch of other songs that you never hear, which are, which are, I like them, but, you know, people probably wouldn't. They'd be like, who's that? What is, is that like a, is that a, did that just come out? Is that his greatest hits? You know, <laughs> so I'm not even going to mess with Give me Buffalo it. Soldier. Come yeah, on. Like, yeah, yeah. Three little birds, man. Yeah. No woman, no cry, man. <laughs> yeah, hey, look, yeah, it's for, so funny, right? Three little birds comes on, and my, my kid's frame of reference is that, uh, what is that movie with uh, Will Smith, the fish movie, Oscar, uh, oh, my goodness, Shark Tale. Shark Tale. Oh, was he, a, oh, that's right. Yeah, he was an actor. I forgot he did the voice of that. Because they had those, uh, they had those eels, those electric eels. I hadn't seen it. That, oh, it was funny. They, they had. You can they, tell they, I don't have Jamaican. the kids in the conversation. You, yes, <laughs> and you know what? That's what. That's so funny, man. Yeah, like yeah, because when you get kids, you just like like you watch the grassy high. The <laughs> I keep wanting to think you're saying you watch the grassy high. Like, no, nah, man. Nah, but then nah, it makes nah. sense to me. Nah, the grassy high was the, was the thing to do, man. It was the thing to do. But check it. We got our man, the inside of Keith Fraser. What's happening, baby? What's going on, guys? What's going on, Trevor and Brendan? Hey, thanks for joining us, man. Hey, look, we just, we, we're here, Trevor. We're just kicking it, man. Uh, we <laughs> Talking about we talked about everything, right? We talked about everything except for uh, we talked about Michael Sam, you know. Except for uh, we didn't really get a whole lot into detail about the NFL draft. Now, what, uh, Mister Fraser, you got you got a uh, you got a couple grades to give out, right? On the uh, on on the draft recap, what do you, you think overall? On was it a quality draft this year? Oh, it was a great draft. I think one of the best ones in a long time because of all the excitement 
that it brought. You know, it's a history-making draft, you know, with the Michael Sam um, being drafted, with, you know, what Charles was talking about. You got all the hype around Johnny football. Right. You got the hype around him, who I thought the Cowboys was going to take, but Jerry Jones didn't want that drama in Dallas. You know, <laughs> so you got... <laughs> but what really got me is, um, you know, you take the number one overall pick, you gave you Clowney, it's almost like nobody really talk about him because other stuff is going on. But um, overall, I thought it was a real good draft, and I thought a lot of teams did well, and I thought a lot of teams could have done better, you know. But um, I, I enjoyed watching it. What about y'all? Did you like the draft? Did your team do well? How do you feel your team did? Well, you know, I'm, you know, I'm a Cowboy fan, man. I think, you know what? You said that they didn't. We didn't take Johnny Manziel. I thought that was the best move that could have been made. They probably had to strap Jerry Jones down um, and put an apple in his mouth so he wouldn't say anything, you know, to mess it up, you know. But I mean, I think you know we got we got we got we got that line that offensive line from Notre Dame, which is solid. Uh, we addressed that issue of the line. Because, uh, I mean, the last couple of years we picked Lyman first, man. We got I mean, we got Tyron Smith. He's an all-pro lineman. We got that kid Frederick from Wisconsin. Now we got this guy from Notre Dame. We, hey, slowly but surely, I think we're okay. solidifying, that, those, uh, solidifying that line for a few years to come. Okay, let's get back to the, to the Johnny Manziel thing. You said that um, yeah. the, the main reason why you think, I think most people think that Dallas didn't draft Manziel it's because of Tony Romo, and he didn't want Tony Romo having to deal with the pressure looking over his shoulder. <laughs> but Tony Romo is 34 years old, so I can see where, in a situation where they could have drafted him. I don't see no difference in them drafting Johnny Manziel and New England Patriots taking Garoppolo, you know? Yeah. So you got to look at it like this here. you got to plan for the future, too. You know, you, even though Johnny football is there, you got a quarterback that's coming off with back surgery. And the last time they had that with Troy Aikman, it kind of ended his career kind of short. You know, so yeah. you also got to look at the future sometimes, too. You know, they had, a, they had a great opportunity to get a quarterback for America's team. They called the Dallas Cowboys the America's <laughs> team. And Johnny Football, who wouldn't want to have Johnny Football on America's team? So, well, I mean, it's, to me, I think, I think it was a great pick by taking the um, offensive lineman. I thought it showed a lot of leadership and a lot of um, people – that's been there for a while and know about the draft, you know, because it, it, it's right. tough to break down and take an offensive lineman over somebody like a quarterback that's there because you, if you look at it, if the Cowboys don't make the playoffs next year, it seems like they've been 8-8 eight and eight like every year. So if they don't make the playoffs next year, you're looking at going in and having to draft a quarterback anyway. Right. So hey, speaking of 8-8, eight eight, it's, it's a tough call. Speaking of 8-8, eight eight, what do you think the Steelers did? How do you think the Steelers did in that draft? I think, you know, I think, I think the Steelers had a, a decent draft. I was, I was actually impressed with the Steelers draft. I think, I think most people, when they looked at it, they thought the Steelers was going to go in, go up for a cornerback. Um, it goes to show you how much these so-called experts know, you know, yeah. talking about, you know, they're getting mock drafts out, and nobody never had Pittsburgh taking Ryan Shazier with the number one pick, and they kind of kept it on, on the hush, you know, because they felt like he can bring a lot of speed. And what the Steelers did, they tried to get – they tried to get more team speed and get younger on defense. You know, and I thought they had a, a great draft. I was looking at some of the grades. Um, they got an A, A minus, and, and I agree with it. I thought they had a great draft. I think, I think Shazier, the, the, their mindset behind drafting Shazier is you got all these athletic tight ends in the league now. And it's hard for these linebackers to keep up with these guys. So they want a linebacker who can, you know, they match him inside, besides Lawrence Tennis. He's another guy with speed. You can cover these tight ends. 
you know, that's going out catching a lot of these passes. But I also like the little kid that got out of Kent State, the Dre Archer, man. He ran a four two six. That kid is lightning fast. Yeah, yeah. You know, I like I, that was a good pick. pick. That was a good pick. There's a lot of teams had a good draft. I thought I thought the San Francisco 49ers did well, even with the trade, picking up Stevie Smith, you know, Stevie Johnson, Steve I'm sorry, Johnson, Stevie Johnson yeah. from Buffalo. That's that's hey, that's big, you know. You that's got Stevie big. Johnson, Anquan Bolton, and Michael Crabtree. You got to pick your poison on that. Man, you look, know? and, and so, then plus they picked that they picked up Carlos Hyde. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, they got but they got him. They got him late though. They got him late, so which is good. They got him late, but you got to realize also they they drafted Marcus Lattimore, who was probably would have been the number one draft pick yeah. coming out last last year, number one running back coming out last year. If he but for the injury, yeah, for his ACL, you know. So um, I thought they 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 had a good they had hey, a good draft too. But you know, time will tell. Time will tell. What do you think about the Eagles? Trevor's an Eagles fan, man. What do you think about the what the what did how? Trevor Eagles fan. Yeah, he's he's an I Eagles think, fan. You know man. I think I think the Eagles. I think the Eagles did a great job at, at getting some pieces to fill in for Deshaun Jackson. You know, they went out of their they first two picks was what wide receiver. Yeah. They know Second they and third have to pick. have some playmakers on the ball because you, Who's you the first signed pick, Jerry huh? Macklin to a one-year contract. They took you know, Marcus Smith, right? the linebacker, out of Louisville with the first round. That's right. That's right. Second and third round picks for wide receivers. Jordan Matthews, who I love out of Vanderbilt. Okay. And then Josh Huff, who I have questions okay. about, but still. Cool. Well, I know. Yeah, that's good. They got those two, those two wide receivers because you have. I think didn't they sign Jeremy Mack on Trevor to a one-year contract? Yeah, there ain't no guarantee. Th- this is his. Gonna, this is his year to see if he's worth back. it or not from coming off the injury. And they they consider him the depth, the deep threat. I don't know. I'm I'm worried about it. I would have rather seen him go after a deep threat guy because Josh Huff is not a deep threat to me. I know he's been looked at as being considered a guy that can play outside or inside, but he weighs. 206 pounds, and that's if he's got six layers of clothing on and soaking wet. And so that, that's <laughs> I, I find that hard to believe. I love the Jordan Matthews, but he's he's kind of a, a, a basically he's kind of like Riley Cooper. He's a big guy that's a route runner, not a lot of speed. That's a good thing, but you need to have the speed guy to, to stretch the field. And I just don't know if Jeremy Macklin can be that. I want to kind of piggyback. You said something about the yeah. Cowboys, not to, to make fun of Brandon or anything, but in any way, we you know I'd love to make any chance I can make fun of the Cowboys, I do. But, you know, you said, you know, about Johnny Manziel having Tony Romo look over his shoulder. Listen, you're kind of like you mentioned and, and Tongue and Cheek said, of three straight seasons of 8-8, eight and eight, the last time and the only time this guy's been in the, the, the playoffs, he dropped the football on an extra point, basically, that cost his team the game. If he's not looking over his shoulder already, he damn well should be. I mean, if, that, if anything, you need to make him look over his shoulder because he's, he's gotten comfortable in his, in his skin or in his position or whatever. And he's not. He's not looking. He doesn't see himself as a threat of losing that job, and that's a bad thing. If you don't have an edge, you don't have yeah. a chance at winning. Exactly, I agree. Um, and you look at. Um, I heard y'all talking before you went to break about the hard knock. I got a surprise for y'all. Who's going to be on hard knock? Who's going to be on hard knock? I'm saying it right now. You guys, you got the inside Steelers. school. Oh no! The Pittsburgh Steelers no. are going to be on hard knock. I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to no. tell you why. No, um, I'll be honest with you. I'm going to tell you why because. You know, y'all said that Trevor was talking about the qualification. You couldn't make, you had to miss the playoffs the following year. You can't have a, a first year coach. So it was brought up. I read something. I read something where it was brought up where they was trying to get the Steelers to do it. But you know, the Steelers over there don't like that. They like like to do that. But I think the league is going to force them to do it. So that's my that's my pick. I know a lot of y'all think it may be St. Louis because of Michael Sam and him being gay, and it brings a lot of attention. But that's exactly what the St. Louis Rams are trying to. Get away from. 
Yeah. They don't want they don't want all the attention. They want to look at Michael Sam as a football player. They don't want to look at Michael Sam as a gay football player. You know, um, they already told him when the show's called like Good Morning America and all these people want to interview, that's out the that's out the question. He's there to play football. So, you know, and I, I really think he I really think he's gonna make the team. You know, a lot of people don't think he will. You know, St. Louis got a got a great defensive line as it is, but I really think with his ability to rush the passer, if he can go into training camp and prove that he can get to the quarterback, and I think he's going to have a, a hunger about him that want to prove people wrong that he can make the change. So it's going to be interesting. But I do think that um, I do think the Steelers will end up on hard knocks this year. And, now remember I said that, okay? And by the way, I want to address, I couldn't remember the exact rules, it is have a new coach. You cannot be forced to be on it if you made the postseason in one of the last two seasons. And the third criteria, which I could not remember, which is irrelevant for both the teams we've talked about, is where you okay. if you were on the show in the last ten years. That being said, the teams that yeah, can be forced I, are the Bears, Bills, Cardinals, Giants, Jags, Raiders, Rams, and Steelers. Are the teams that can be forced? Yeah, wow. do it. Okay. Exactly. And I know, I know, I read something where they was trying to force the Steelers to do hard knocks. I guess because you know Steelers have a big fan base. Oh yeah, and <laughs> they know that they know the draw. It'll draw a lot of attention. It'll draw a lot of, lot of ratings. You know. Oh yeah, still the yeah, still yeah. are the real American team. Oh, here we go. I mean, look at look at your <laughs> options here. here. I mean, you have the Jaguars, <laughs> who no one cares about, even in Jacksonville. The jo- Tom Coughlin would rather probably put a bullet in his head than allow Hard Knocks to come into this training camp. Oh yeah. No one really cares about the Cardinals. The Bills have no TV market whatsoever, and are still going through maybe a possible ownership and move stuff. You really, it, it, to me, it's the Raiders, Bears, and Steelers are the three teams that need to fear the most of being forced. And now throw the Rams in there because of Michael Sam. But hey, my conspiracy theory will come up and say that the Goodell said, "Listen, you draft Michael Sam, we'll, we won't make you do hard knocks." That's the trade-off and the, the conspiracy theory of, of possibly making the the Rams take him. And I would think that'd be a willing trade-off if I'm Jeff Fisher. Hey, you know what though? Yeah. That's, that is a good point. But yeah, yeah, and the Steelers. I, it's for a funny for a strange. I got a strange feeling they'll probably be on hard knocks because uh, they do have a huge yeah. fan and base. They do have a huge yeah, fan they do. And the reason why the reason why I said that, and it was, it was interesting that you all brought it up. I had read something that said the NFL was trying to force the Steelers to do it. The Steelers wasn't totally against it, right. but um, that's not their forte. But if the NFL forced them to do it, what can they say? I mean, they they qualify. They missed the playoffs the last two years. You went, you go eight and eight, you missed the playoffs. Supposedly, there's been volunteers, though. There's not, there's, the oh, okay. NFL has said that there's been teams that are volunteering, at least at this point, so they don't have to force somebody, maybe. But the, that rule is in place just in case. So, yeah. It's a good thing the yeah. Cowboys did it a couple years ago. They could be forced. Yeah we, did, yeah, we already did that fiasco. We did it twice. And I, know, I, know y'all probably, I know y'all probably already touched on this here. How about the Clippers game last night? Did y'all touch on that? I know y'all, I know y'all had it, man. That was, yeah. that, was, that was something. Yeah, hey, what, what do so you what, think? What happened, man? I, you know what? I, Me personally, I think Doc Rivers and Chris Paul choked. I'm sorry. I know the referees mm-hmm. made some bad calls toward the end of the game, but you can't be up 13, minutes, 13 points with four minutes to go and no. collapse. And great as a player as Chris Paul is, and one of the best players in the NBA, I felt like toward the end of the game, he just he just made some mistakes, and I think what Doc Rivers tried to do to take the pressure off of Chris Paul is blame it on the ref. You know, oh, okay. so I mean, okay. you, you get a you get a Kevin Kevin Durant wasn't having his best game, and he stepped up late and made two two huge buckets. You get Michael Westbrook drop thirty eight points. 
you know, you had the game in the back. So, hey, now you got to go back to OKC, I think. You got to win. Yeah, you so, got to win six, game six to get it to game seven. And you still got it because okay, the game seven is OKC, right? Yeah, the Thunder yeah. has a home court advantage. Okay. Okay. Two seed. So, so this game, so this game is in LA. The six game six is in LA, right? Yes. And then you go back to OKC yeah. if you win that game. Yeah. Ah, yeah. It's, yeah it's, and you know, yeah. bigger than that, bigger, bigger than that. I thought, I thought the main talk should have been about the Indiana Pacers. How can you be an elimination game to close the team out at home yeah. and lose by double digit points the way they did? That's I really nice. don't think. I really don't think that coach will be back there next year. They're I don't, I don't polar, think that's going to happen because you can't. I'm sorry, Greg. They're bipolar. That's why they, that's why they happened. They're clearly they're clearly bi, on court bipolar. Yeah, no the the home team in this series doesn't want to win. Doesn't seem like it. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It was up three one and now you gotta go back to Washington and if Washington wins, you got a game seven and ain't no telling which Indiana team will show up. Yeah, yeah that's a, that's no a great point. Indiana team will show up. They were booing you know, the man. NBA, in the NBA in the playoffs, people yeah. have to set their games up. Look at Miami Heat. The Brooklyn Nets with them what? They went 4-0 against Miami Heat what? in regular season. Then King yeah. James dropped yeah. almost a half a century on them the other night. <laughs> you know? King James, that's my <laughs> head. I wanted him to make that last free throw so bad, and he missed it. I could tell he was upset about it. But, man, he put on an amazing performance. Um, so, hey. So what what do you think? Who y'all think the inside track is to the finals? Trevor, who do you think will be in the finals of the NBA? Um, being a Pacers fan, I'm sticking with the Pacers over the Wizards. I still want to show my fanhood and say the Pacers can beat the Heat. I still believe they can. I just don't want to. I can't say it with an honest face at this point the way they've played though. Uh, and I'm still saying Thunder in the finals. I've picked the Thunder from from right at the back. Of course, I had them beating the Blazers in the conference finals, but uh, I'm still sticking with the Thunder. They're just a matchup problem, and I think the talent will overcome matchup and talent will overcome the. Uh, Insecurities that they have with with passing the ball to anybody but Westbrook and Durant. <laughs> okay. Hey, what about you, Brandon? Who, who your pick for the final? Uh, yeah, you can't go wrong with the Heat. Heat and uh, I say Heat Spurs repeat. And the Heat. I'm, I'm thinking the same thing. Yeah. I'm thinking the same thing, but it's hard to bet against Kevin Durant. And I, and the, and the only reason why I say that, you know, the Spurs are tough to beat at home. I really think if the Spurs play the Heat. In the finals, the Spurs finals could beat them because they have the home field advantage, home court advantage this time, you know. So it's going to be interesting, but OKC is going to be a tough out. The Clippers had a chance to not they put OKC in a tough situation last night. They didn't do it. So I wouldn't be surprised if – I don't know if they can rebound from that. I think OKC, OKC will probably come back and take that serious. But it's going to be interesting. I don't – I'm kind of up in the air with the Spurs and OKC. I don't know. So right now, if I had to choose, I would choose – I guess I guess I have to go with the Heat and the Spurs. Heat and Spurs. I just want anybody but the Heat. I just yeah, don't want to see the Heat win again. I, I mean, I know I'm a hater, and I mean, I make Ashley Larry look like a, like a good guy. But I mean, I just, I just listen. I just don't want to see the Heat do it. Unless they move the Heat, they got to move the Heat out of the East, man. I just, I'm tired of watching LeBron. He's already got his rings. I'm that's happy. Only, for him. Good for him. That's the only way they're not going. Damn it! I'm a Pacer fan. We haven't even had a ring yet. Give me one. Well, yeah. Let's go. Let. Let's go uh, for the Pacers, man. Let's go for the Pacers. We need all the help and support we can get at this point. <laughs> Let's go Wizards, baby. Let's go Wizards. But, nah, thanks to Insider, man. Thanks, but as, as usual, you giving right, us some perspective. Me. Yeah, man. And we'll see you next week, boss. All right. Take care, guys. Thanks. All right. Take it easy. There you have it. We had our Inside Man, Keith Fraser. 
uh, talking good about the Steelers. That's not his real name, is it? Nah, 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 nah. Keith Frazier's the guy that plays for SMU now, the the, the dude guard, the sophomore McDonald's All-American last year. That's right. That's, that's right. Is, is, that, is, that, is that like a coincidence or you just – No, no, no. It's Denzel, Denzel's character in the inside man. Remember that movie? Ah, no, I never <laughs> saw that. Yeah, with uh, who's, that, who's the English group? Clive Owen? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah no, I knew Clive Owen. Yeah. I haven't watched a Denzel movie in so long. I, 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 what? I, it was I, the last one he was in. I forgot. Oh Lord, the last one I watched was the last one he's in. Two Guns. Didn't see that. With Mark Wahlberg. Didn't watch that. Didn't watch The Inside Man, Man on Fire. Man on Fire. Uh, I guess Training Day might have been the last one I watched. He's on Broadway now. Well, and I love Denzel. I mean, his, yeah. I mean, the best, my best Denzel, best Denzel movie in no particular order. Top three, I would have to say. Glory, Training Day. Ooh, what would be three? Uh, he Got Game, maybe? He Got Game. That's three? That's your Those three? are my top three that come to my mind right off the bat. Glory's one. I love Glory. Yeah, you got to put Glory. I saw Glory's Glory in theaters when I was 10 years old, and I've oh, loved yeah. it ever since. I we love Glory. to the movies. It's yeah. cool to see Glory. Yeah, our school, like our middle school took everybody to what, see What's Glory. better than those three I just mentioned? What comes uh, to mind? Shoot, man. Because I've seen, I've seen a lot. Uh, Cry Freedom was good. Uh, it was no, early in his that. career. Devil in a Blue Dress. Devil, yeah, that was good. That was good. And then that Shakespearean one, he was in... Uh, uh, much ado about nothing. It was he was good. He was pretty good in that. I hadn't seen. It. I, I mean, it's, the, it's no bad Denzel movie, man. Yeah, Denzel's one of those guys that can play the good guy or bad guy and do it right. Malcolm X. Right. Malcolm X. I forgot. Yeah, I never said. I never could sit through all the way through Malcolm X. It's something about the. I know. I mean, I never. Was good. That and JFK, the uh, Oliver Stone movie with Kevin Costner. Yeah, those are long. Never long could sit out. through either of those either. It was like they should have been a series. <laughs> 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 yeah, really? Hey, man. But look, as usual. You know what time it was? Six o'clock on Wednesday, out of bounds. Thanks, Trevor, for doing your thing, man, and uh, getting this going. Reggae, baby. Legalize it. Till next week. We love you. We're out of here. Out of bounds.